what's up? Hey man, we're here to shoot episode 10. Here at the studio, episode 10. Yep. You know, I think we should talk about uh, some bird dogging. What the pros are there. Yeah. And maybe even what happened with you recently with that wholesaler who didn't want to work with you for some oh, strange reason. And then also, how much is your house worth? Cool, how's it going, everybody? Here we are at Ask Wholesale, episode 10. 10. We're finally in the double digits. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. That's crazy. I didn't even realize that this was going to go this far, to be honest with you. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped, actually. Yeah, I am too. I got the like, chills. You go you go 10 episodes, wait, we got like six more, and that's a whole season. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're actually starting to go live, too, so... It's it's pretty cool. I don't know. This whole thing's pretty is growing pretty great. So I'm happy yeah, we're about that. we're putting out a lot of content, guys. Uh, make sure to follow us uh, on Facebook and Instagram and any sort of social media that you can find us on. Uh, we'll be there. Um, we're just we got a lot of exciting things coming up here at Hilco Homes and 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 Ask Wholesale and just everything that we've got coming up. It's, it's pretty. I'm pretty pumped for everything that's coming yep. out here pretty soon. So so this is episode ten, and guys, I'm sure you guys have seen our previous episodes. But basically, what we do is we take your questions that you ask us. So ask away, and we basically answer them for you on this show, and that's kind of what we do. So right now, we got a couple questions that came from Facebook that we would like to answer. And if you have any questions, drop them below. Uh, you want to start off with the first one? You want me to read it or? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll read one word. You read the next word. Then I'll. Re- no, I'm just kidding. So uh, I can read there it. I can read it, and I think that because you just recently went through it, you should answer it because I already. This, you tell this me first what you question. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so here's here's the question. Uh, this question comes from a previous, a recent experience. Actually, it says, "What do you do when you come across a wholesaler uh, or anybody really right. who doesn't want to work with you?" Uh, and Aaron just actually had this situation. Yeah. So basically. Before. Guys, there's there's all types of, of lead generations and basically co-wholesaling or piggybacking off of another wholesale deal is actually a lead source. And so basically this dude had reached out to me uh, back in October. Uh, he actually reached out to me from one of my bandit signs and he called and asked basically, hey, are you an investor or a wholesaler? I said, a wholesaler. And he was like, okay, well, do you have a, a good uh, buyer's market, a good buyer's list? And I said, yeah, we do. You know, we have a pretty good size. And he said, okay, can you help me move this deal? This was back in October. And uh, I told him, sure, give me the give me the the, de- the details and all that stuff on it. So anyways, we I did Give the, me the deets. The deets. I was about the to say deets. deets, but I don't know if everybody's that hip. I don't know if people know what's up. <laughs> oh, cool guy over here. All right, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, ran the numbers and I told him we were way off. This is what we needed to be. That's another thing, guys. If you get a deal from another wholesaler, you want to make sure that, that you run your numbers and treat it like it's a brand new deal. Because not... You don't want to. You're basically you're not saying that they're wrong, but you just want to make sure that that you're running your own numbers because you know what you need to be at because you don't want to ruin a reputation with your buyers and blast out properties at high prices and whatnot. So you always want to run your own numbers. 
So guys, that's uh, just let me interject there really quickly. Go guys, ahead. that's 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 huge. Uh, wholesalers have gotten a bit of a bad reputation because they're just putting out other wholesalers' deals and other other people's deals without actually running the numbers and without actually checking to see if they're good deals. If you're putting out deals, other people's deals and other people's deals and other people's deals, that's fine. You want to piggyback? Cool. There's a lot of people who do that and there's nothing wrong with it. But if, if you're putting out deals at the numbers that the, that, the, that the other person says, that the other wholesaler says, just for the sake of just trying to shoot it out, it's not you you might get a bad reputation that's how a lot of us got a, that's how a lot of us wholesalers got a bad reputation not me i have a great reputation i put out great numbers but it, it's just what i'm saying is just double check your numbers trust but always verify uh you know just don't just go throwing deals out all willy-nilly because remember it's not even really a deal unless the numbers make sense right so so go on so, so i told him where we needed to be and he was like yeah man that's too low blah 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 anyways i had constantly kept i basically just put him on a, he didn't want to he didn't want to budge he didn't want to work with me since i was a wholesaler uh so i said okay i put him on a follow-up so put him in a follow-up and back in december he basically lost my number who's this and so i told him who i was and this and that try to come bring it back to life he still had the property same thing didn't want to work with me. Didn't want want me to help move it, right? So I placed him on another follow-up. And I actually uh, followed up with him this past uh, Monday, right? So it's already been... This was October. We're already... November, February, December, December, January, February. Four, four months. Four months already. He still has it. I said, hey, like, let me help you move it. He started getting very offensive as far as why do I want to piggy off back off of his deal and basically saying that he's not going to split fee with anybody... Um, who, who didn't do any work and really guys it's not that we're not doing any work it's you know we're actually going to end up bringing a buyer to him he's going to make some money we're going to make some money it's it's and then you just move on to the next deal there's uh you know i tried to it, it, I'm, I'm not the type to to say well forget this guy or whatever i'm just not like that so i try to you know get him to understand like it's not about the money it's not about uh, me not doing anything, if that's what he thinks. I said, it's about doing deals together, whether it's with another investor, whether it's with another wholesaler. If the numbers work, the numbers work, and everybody wins. But if you have somebody that just doesn't want to work with you, I mean, there's nothing you can do. And what, what I urge is if you're a new wholesaler, you're, you're, you're trying to grow as a wholesaler and, and build your buyer's network, you know, you don't you don't want to push people away who are trying to help you. Um, you want to utilize those people. You know what? I'm not going to make as much as I want to make, but you know what? If he can bring me a buyer and I can create a deal with him, then maybe on the next deal, I can shoot it to him again. I can shoot it to him again. And I can end up making more money in the long run than trying to make a slam dunk in four months and I haven't even sold it. So, you know, if you have somebody that just gives you pushback, you know, there's there's even some investors that that, that understand wholesaling and understand like, Hey, you know, I know you want to make some money. Let's let's do it this way. Let's do it that way. Who are if there's somebody that's willing to work with you, work with them. If they don't want to work with you, I mean, it's kind of hard. You just can't. I mean, can't Guys, force them. Uh, a couple things about what he said. He's right. Um, you know, piggybacking is a is a is a lead source. Uh, there's a community. There's a real estate community here. There's there's a real estate community everywhere. There's there's wholesaling everywhere. You can do it. And if if somebody doesn't want to work with you, I mean. There's no reason for that, guys. There's the we we need to get out of this scarcity mentality. I wanna I wanna get I wanna make that painstakingly clear that you need to not 
think, oh, this is my deal. This is my nest egg. I, I've got, oh, my 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 little deal, and I'm the gonna drama. take care of it, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cultivate it, and I'm gonna and and nobody else can touch my deal. Come on, man. There's more than enough money. There's more than enough deals. There's more than enough uh, people and community to go around, and there's more than enough people out there that want to help you get these deals done you know what i when i first started wholesaling i started working with a couple wholesalers that helped me get my first few deals done uh other than marco you know he helped me get my first few deals done he walked me through that but you know i co-wholesaled a couple of my first deals and and now i have a long-standing relationship with those wholesalers and they they're the first people i call like like i call them as soon as i get something even if i haven't even got it locked up yet i call them and say hey this is what i'm working see if you can start searching for a buyer now that, there's that. Do not have that scarcity mentality because there's more than enough money and more than enough deals. Second thing I want to touch on is the that this specific situation that happened to Aaron where the guy says, well, I'm, I don't want you to make any money. I don't think it's fair that you make any money if you're not doing any work. Like, What do you mean you're not doing any work? I've been a salesman for most of my life up until I got into real estate. Sales, selling is hard because you're not... <laughs> You're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, I found a buyer. He totally wants to give you $100,000 for this house. No, the buyer's going to give you pushback. The buyer's going to negotiate. You're going to have to you're you're going to have to learn about the house. You're going to have to know how many bedrooms it is, what that you're going to have to run your own numbers just like he said. You're going to have to do all that stuff. The only thing you didn't have to do was negotiate with the seller and write out a contract. So, you're still doing work. So, somebody who says, "Well, I don't think it's fair that you make money without doing work." Like it's it just doesn't make any sense to me because there's work on the back end. If there wasn't work on the back end, he would have already had that deal sold. Am I right or am I wrong? I'm right. I know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines ever was from that movie uh, Hustle and Flow, where he goes. It's been a while. No, 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 no. Get rich or die trying. Let's get get rich or die trying. Where he goes, he goes. When I'm right, I'm right. And even when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So it's like I was right the whole time, even though I was wrong. That's me. <laughs> So, but yeah, just two things. Don't, don't talk, don't worry about the scarcity mentality. Don't have that mentality. And two, just know that everybody's working. If somebody brings you a buyer, know that they had to work for that buyer. All right. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a couple things there. So don't worry about people who don't want to work with you. Yeah. Just don't worry about them. So good question. Our next question uh, is actually, what's the difference between, or sorry, what are the pros and cons of a bird dog fee versus an assignment fee so uh there's there's different pros and cons for each of those things um and actually they're pretty interchangeable too uh so there's a few pros for a bird dog fee with a bird dog fee if i'm a bird dog uh, if i'm a bird dog person and i say hey i've got this property over here at 123 main street aaron here's the address see what you can do to work it I've been to that house. I've yeah. seen oh, yeah. it. One, yeah. two, three, one, two, main. One, two, three, main. So, one, two, three, fake street. How about that one? <laughs> yeah. yeah? One, two, okay, three. cool. Yeah, one, two, three, fake street, man. That one's a doozy. Watch that first step. <laughs> um, so, I take that address and I hand it to Aaron. Aaron does the skip tracing. Aaron does the the negotiation. Aaron does the contracting the deal. Aaron coordinates the deal and all that stuff. And at the end, when everybody gets nice and paid, you walk away with your 250 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever the deal was, right? That's... And you didn't have to do any work. All you had to do was write down an address and send it over. That's technically, I mean, you did a little bit, but it's not a lot, right? 
uh, a con of that is you're only walking away with 250 bucks. So the less work you put in, the less money you're going to make. So you want to put in some more work for that, uh, for that bird dog. Like, I don't know, uh, find the phone number, find a good contact information, find, uh, uh, the name of the seller, find out whether or not they're motivated, whether or not they want to sell. Then you've got a lead solid generated lead that you can hand to him and say, Hey, I got this lead. They want to sell. They're around the price point that you need to be at probably maybe, and here's their phone number. Here it is now. And now I can, if, if Aaron wants to say, yeah, I'll give you 200 bucks for it. Whoa, wait a second. I worked for this. So I want a thousand. Okay. Yeah. We can do a thousand because you put, you put in a little right. bit of extra work. So, uh, and when usually the ones that you get, if you're, if you're somebody that goes out and looks for houses, <coughs> usually the phone number comes from some type of marketing you did. So maybe you put out bandit signs and, and you, you're not sure what wholesaling is or how to go about it. You just want to hand it over to somebody else. Well, you did do some work to get that phone number. So for, that's what I said. for example, somebody did that to me and said, Hey, here's a, here's a person's phone number. I don't want to work it. You can work it, but here's their phone number. If you get a deal out of it, just give me a thousand bucks. I can buy more bandit signs. I was like, okay, cool. So we started working it. I mean, we're still working it, but the point is we got a phone number. That was just another lead that we didn't even, I mean, it was just somebody that just gave it to us like here. So pros for be bird dog is less, less work. Cons are less money. Now that's interchangeable with an assignment fee. An assignment Same fee thing. is the pro is you make the big bucks. You can get upwards of, Three, five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar fees, right? But that goes with all the legwork, uh, negotiating, dealing with crazy sellers. Because you'd be surprised what kind of crazy <laughs> sellers there are out there. Yeah, some weird people. Some with you recently just had one with eleven heirs. Oh yeah, 11 there was sellers. eleven sellers on this deed. They they all they were all the heirs of the property, and they all had to go in and sign. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some of them didn't even live in Texas, right? No. Some of them like lived in California. And yeah, I forgot. I don't even know where. Other states, and they had to be brought in. To, it's eleven different people who had to sign on the seller side. So, you have to put in that extra legwork if you're going to do an assignment fee, like versus, uh, you know, if you're going to actually wholesale and do an assignment fee or double close. However, it is you you decide to wholesale. Um, but again, pros, big bucks, cons are all the work you have to do, all the hair pulling that you're going to have to like. Cause it's gonna get it's, it gets it, it can get frustrating. Uh, I love it. I love what I do. I love what we do. Uh, but there are points in time where you just want to rip your hair out. But I mean, like I said, that's why. Or in you your case, paid. your beard. Your beard yeah, out. in my case, my beard. But uh, <laughs> so, but you know, again, that's why we get paid the big bucks. So, those are the pros and cons of bird dog versus assignment. That fees. was a real good question. Whoever asked that, awesome. That was a good question. I think that was uh, Hernando, right? Was it, was it Hernando? Hernando Arce. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty avid follower. Hey, Hernando, here's a shout out here on What's our up? show. What's up? Um, so, the next question somebody asked, how do you sell your house without knowing what it's worth? Or if you're a wholesaler and you're not sure what it's worth either. Yeah. I think, that was a, I think I when think we that... got that question, it was from a seller. It was on the seller side. Yeah, so we can so, answer both ways. So yeah, so we can answer both ways. How do you sell your house? If you're a seller and how do you sell your house without knowing what it's worth? You don't. It's like I said, you just, you got to find out what it's worth. And then you have to take into consideration what kind of rehab it is. And as a seller, it's really easy to overlook all the things, all the little stuff that you see in your house that, that, may, that may or may not uh, be damaged, like... Oh man, yeah, I forgot there was a leak under the sink. That might be a plumbing issue. Oh man, I forgot. 
five years ago, we had a hailstorm and it, it, you know, broke through the roof and I never got that fixed. And or, now I have a leak in the Or corner. I've been walking sideways for five years. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I was walking sideways. Oh, man. Aaron sent me a, a picture of a house the other day. Text message conversation went like this. So he sent me a picture of the house. He says, you think this one's got foundation issues? The house was leaned like this. I said, man, that house leans like a cholo, man. Like, <laughs> I said, you got, I said that definitely has foundation issues. And it was like a... Like a fifteen hundred or two thousand square foot house. wasn't a really big house. It was a yeah. It was. I was supposed to. It was like eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred square feet house, and it was completely slanted. I'm like, I'm talking about like it looked like it was on a seesaw. I don't know if I took the picture crooked or what was going on. I was like, <laughs> were you wearing both shoes when you were taking this picture? But um, <laughs> so but yeah, yeah, you you have to find out you have to find out what the house is worth. Uh, if you're a seller, it's easy to overlook all the damages and all the little repairs that you forgot about. Uh, because you live there so what you want to do is you want to get somebody who is experienced somebody like myself or aaron or maybe an appraiser or somebody you know that's a realtor something to that effect to go in and look around and say okay yeah this might cost foundation issues this might cost this this might cost that and then you go and then you then they run their numbers and then they run their comps and then um then they provide you with a fair value i mean it's just they're not gonna i I don't try. I never lowball somebody. I might be way off on price, but I never lowball somebody to the point just for the sake of lowballing. If I can be at forty and they're asking forty, I'll do that. But if I have to be at forty and they need to, they're at eighty. They feel like they're getting lowballed, but they're actually not. I'm just being realistic. Anyways, so get somebody who knows what they're doing to come and value your house, so that way you can properly price it. The only re the only reason real estate does not move or sell is because it's too expensive. Uh, for the area yeah same thing with wholesaling um if you're the wholesaler and you're not sure what the house is worth same thing reach out to a realtor reach out to another wholesaler reach out to somebody that can give you that accurate information because guys i know sometimes some of you guys use zillow but zillow's not i mean sometimes zillow's higher sometimes it's lower um basically it's you know zillow's just what somebody puts on there what they think the house is worth when on mls it's actually what the houses are actually selling for um, so just kind of, you know, just kind of know that difference. Just reach out to somebody that huge network out there. Yeah. And as you, and as you grow, you'll, you'll start knowing, like I know certain areas, the houses, right. even if it's a three, two, it's not going to go past a hundred thousand. You pick up that same house and you move it to a completely different area. It's $300,000 house. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So it's, it's, it's eventually you start learning and you start realizing, you know, if somebody comes and shoots me a, a, a house where the ARV is, Three hundred thousand dollars, but it, you know, no offense, but it's in seven eight two zero seven. You know, I know that that's not, that that's way off. Right. I, I know that that's way off. I think three twos maybe max one ten over there max maybe maybe. So I mean, somebody you know, you start learning that stuff. So, but yeah, until you learn, until you can kind of figure it out off the top of your head, get somebody who knows what they're doing and have them value the house for you. Um, is the best way if you don't know what it's worth. You should never try and sell anything without knowing all the information about it. Right. So, there's awesome. that. Yeah, right. that was a great question too, man. I really like that. Um, you know, because there's a lot of people who, well, what should I sell it at? There's your answer. Um, so we've answered a few. We've answered a few questions uh, from Facebook. We've answered some questions through uh, situations that we've recently been in. Um, hopefully we're, you know, if you guys have more questions, remember to, remember to drop them in our inbox or comment them, uh, below or make sure to pay attention to our live video so you can ask those questions. If we don't get to them in the video, we'll get to them in the ask wholesale. Um, 
But now we move on to my favorite part of the show. Before we go into that, guys, I also just want to add, uh, you can also follow us on YouTube. Hilco, uh, if you go on YouTube, just type in Hilco Homes. We have all of our Ask, Ho- Ask Wholesale episodes on there. So you can go back and look at them um, and, and basically you know see what we've been answering and what we've been asking. Yeah, yeah. So you can definitely, yeah, just follow us on YouTube also. That'll totally work. Just exactly what Aaron just said. Boom. But what were you saying about... So, we'll... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, I so kind of took the reins on that one. It's, it's all right. It's all right. I forgive you, kind of. But, um, so anyways, uh, the next question is my favorite part is the fun question because this actually kind of gets us... Guys, when you ask us questions, um, I was actually... We have no problem answering the fun questions. Somebody asked me yesterday, he was actually a uh, Green Bay Packers fan, okay. right? And he knew that I was a Cowboys fan. It's already and interesting. It's already I, interesting. Yeah, it's already an interesting <laughs> conversation, right? Like, did you hit him? So no, no, no. This guy lived in Wisconsin, so oh. he 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 reached out to me, and he was like, and he and I told him he reached out to me on Facebook, and I, I was messaging him. I said, "Cool, you know what? I got some time at, at about two forty-five. Give me a call. Write down whatever questions you have, and we'll talk about them." Right. So one of his questions was actually a fun question, and he asked me. He goes, "So knowing that you're a Cowboys fan." And you, I know you don't like the Packers. What? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Did Dez catch it? <laughs> and if you're a Cowboys fan, you hashtag know exactly. Dez hashtag Dez caught it. So if you're a Cowboys fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. So to answer that question, yes, he caught it. Yes, he did. He caught it. He caught it. He caught it. Dean, he caught it. So that one's for you, Dean. He definitely caught it. No question about it. <laughs> Anyways. That still goes around. Like, yeah. That still goes around. <laughs> yeah, dude. I know. Uh, the, the Eagles won a Super Bowl with the exact same catch, know, but oh no, catch. the Cowboys did it. <laughs> Anyways. Today's fun question is, what's the biggest cultural shock you've noticed anywhere? Um, I guess that means, you know, if you've traveled. Well, uh, I would a culture shock for me, I got two. Can I say two? Yeah, man. So two, well, basically, I I don't remember where I was. Say I think one and a half. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I was in California or somewhere. And what's one thing that Texas always we always say y'all, we always say huh, yeah. right huh or y'all. Huh? Uh, I forgot. There's another one out there that 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 only Texas people use. Well, anyways, we we start basically we started using these these words that only like y'all or huh or. And they were like looking at us like we're like, and they knew right away. They're like, "Hey, are y'all from Texas?" And we were like, "Yeah." No, they didn't say y'all. They said, "Are you? Oh, from are Texas? you? Are you from Texas?" And are you all from Texas? And I said, "Yeah." We were like, all. "Yeah." How do you know? Well, because we never heard that word "y'all" before. Like you could just tell. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, it's weird though. You don't think about it, but that is true. Another thing is, we were actually at a bar downtown here in San Antonio, and a lot of us, what we do, uh, we basically, you know, like a dosekis. You'll throw the salt on the, the bottle, salt right? The lime and the salt, and you know you lick it and drink it and all that. Well, there was these guys there came up to us and they're like, "Hey, what are you, what are y'all doing? Like, what is that?" And we told them it's like it's a culture thing, dude. Like San Antonio, like you, those equis with like, the salt what do you mean? Dressed, like, yeah, like I even know people that use chamoy, and he was like, "Well, we're from New York. I've never seen that done before. How's it taste?" And we're like, "Well, get one, dude. Like, try it. Like, you know." And he tried it, and he was like, oh, shoot, that's pretty cool. I'm going to have to start doing this when I go back to New York, make it a thing over there. But it was – and I'm over here talking like he's country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Aaron – by the way, that's Aaron's impression of everybody, literally everybody. He could be impersonating a five-year-old little girl, and she's going to talk like this. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something that I do. But, yeah, so, like, I think it's weird, like, that 
you know, you don't think about that. I was like, I was like, oh shoot, like that's on, that's something that only we do here. Like, I mean, I was gonna talk about another one, but I think you're gonna talk about it. Which one? The the barco. Oh yeah, the barco. So that, that's my that's my culture that's my culture shock when I'm like, oh, how do people not like it's just a normal thing to us, but it's not normal to them. Yeah. So and and you know what? There's culture shocks even within the same state. Um, I've lived everywhere in Texas. I've lived. I was born in Laredo. I've lived here in San Antonio. I lived in Dallas, Houston, Austin, a bunch of different places. And it's funny because when I was living in Dallas, uh, you know, I went over there on a sales uh, for a sales gig, right? And uh, I actually have two as well. So this is the first one. I went over there for a sales gig, and uh, I was young. You I was maybe one. about twenty. <laughs> I was maybe about twenty three, maybe twenty four years old. Not even twenty four years old. I was probably about twenty three years old. And I went over there, and I had taken a, a good buddy of mine. Shout out to you, Roro. You know who you are. Um, and he, and we had partied one night. And the next day, we we're like, man, you know what would be great right now for the hangover? Some barbacoa and big red. And a buddy of ours who was from Dallas was like, barbacoa and big red. Why that specific combination? We're just like, it's just what we eat. Is like, what do you? I mean, we just had a party last night. You know, what do you what do you want for the hangover? And he's like, I don't know, maybe some pancakes. I was like, that's gross. So, I <laughs> mean, pancakes are delicious. Pancakes are always great, right? But it's just for me in my head, whenever it's, I was like, so you don't eat Big Red and Barbacoa? And he goes, no, I don't. I mean, I, I eat Barbacoa every once in a while and I'll get, you know, a Coke with it or something. But you guys specifically said Big Red and Barbacoa. And I was like... So what do you guys eat on Sundays then? <laughs> so he was, it was it was weird for me because they don't do that and and uh, so that's one and then another one is 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 pretty funny because it wasn't even a culture shock it was just a culture cultural difference that I noticed. Um, when my girlfriend moved over here to San Antonio, we went to uh, Freddie's Steakhouse. Right, Freddie's Steakhouse is based out of Kansas or Alabama. I don't remember. It's it's just, it's Alabama. just Alabama. It's like southern-ish, right? But it's not Texas, right? So my girlfriend ordered chicken strips, right? Chicken fingers. And she goes, man, this surface is terrible. I go, why? She goes, they didn't even give me gravy for my chicken tenders. And I was like, what? And she goes, they didn't even give me gravy. Like, what am I supposed to eat my chicken tenders with? Barbecue sauce? Ketchup? (laughs) And I'm like, well, yeah, that's... I mean, because Freddy's Steakhouse is based out of Kansas or wherever it's based out of. They don't have gravy with chicken tenders. She's like, well, what do they eat their chicken tenders with? I'm like, I don't know. Ketchup, I guess. <laughs> She's like, but that's that's weird because Whataburger always gives me gravy with my chicken tenders. And I was like, Whataburger is based out of Texas. So she was tripping out that anywhere would give you yeah. chicken tenders without gravy. So it's, it's just like a culture shock because the restaurants from other places that are based out of somewhere else will not do the Texas barbecue, will not do the Texas cooking stuff. That reminds me, I went to a Twin Peaks in Miami and we asked them to dress it and they said, what is that? They bring they it, like, it out with a little t-shirt on there? They're like, come on. We're like, the salt. Oh, we can bring it in a little thing for you. I was like, no, I want you to we're do like, it for me. All right, bring me it in a little cup. Yeah, that's so weird, man. Yeah, and, and it's weird. You go to the bars nowadays and they, it's always the first question they ask you because it's like, Hey, let me get a Dos Equis. You want it dressed? Like, cause, yeah. You know, and, and, and me, I'm, I am I don't always have it dressed, so I'm always just like, nah, I like my Dos Equis yeah. naked. So. Yeah, same. <laughs> so. But, uh, yeah, so that was, why don't you guys go ahead and uh, inbox us your questions or maybe even inbox us your stories about cultural shocks that you yeah. had. Um, that was this episode of Ask Wholesale. I think we did pretty great. So, episode 10, guys. Episode we 10. We've gone through it. So we appreciate you guys watching. Uh, like, comment, share. 
below. Follow us on YouTube. Reach out to us if you need to. If you Myself, want to. Myself, Aaron, or Juan. Yourself, Aaron, or Juan. Yourself, Marco, or Juan. What? Yeah, you said myself, Aaron, or Juan. <laughs> I did say that. Shoot. So, so yeah. So, shoot. There you go. But, uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. It was great. These are some great questions. Keep them coming. We're going to keep uh, we're gonna keep answering your questions. We're going to keep trying to make it uh, fun for you guys. And, like I said in our Facebook Live video, we got some really, really interesting things coming up for Ooh. you guys. <laughs> so, make sure to keep it that. Is, make sure is. to stay tuned. We're, we got some big things coming for you guys. You guys should love this. We'll see you all next time. Ladies, guys. Hey, how's it going? I'm Juan Bustos, Acquisitions Manager with Hilco Homes here. Um, and what we are is basically just a wholesale company. Um, and we're looking for quality individuals to join the team. Uh, and I wanted to give you a little bit of a background as to why I joined and why I'm still continuing to... Uh, on this path with Hilco. Uh, a couple years ago, I wanted to get into real estate. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no clue how to even start. And uh, I reached out to my partner, Marco, and we uh, uh, started working together. I, all I did was ask for some advice and his willingness to help and guide me was a huge uh, help throughout this entire process. And um, we kind of forged that into a partnership we started bringing on some more people and uh, I went from trying to negotiate a thousand dollar deal to uh, you know picking up trying to negotiate 56 units which is going to be one of our biggest deals we can lock it down and get it done a couple of years ago I would have never even thought about trying to negotiate 56 units uh, but with the teamwork and guidance that I received at Hilco from Marco from the other team members um, I was I'm able to even contemplate that and 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 that's growth right there just by being part of a team because um, we don't want we don't just want to have individuals be acquisitions or sales or whatever it may be we want people to grow into investors we want people to grow as people so that they can accomplish what their goals are so if you want to join us if this is where you think if you think this is going to be a good fit for you reach out to us on Facebook um, inbox us email us whatever it may be and uh, we'll uh, get you started on the hiring process.